Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends, where those of us from the video game and comic book store Level Up Entertainment get together each week with some friends and talk about uh, different subjects. This week, uh, we're going to do some new comic or current comic recommendations. Um, you know, we are a comic book store after all, and uh, we're probably going to do this from time to time where there's some exciting new books that are coming out. And like most of these are only like an issue or two in. So uh, we still have almost all of them as of, as of the time of this recording. Um, if not, we can definitely get you copies of them. Um, but, you know, if you're getting it from, you know, as long as you get it from a, your local comic book store, uh, it's all good. Um, your host this week, no Scott. Amazon. No Amazon. No Amazon. Yeah. Get it from, get it from, you know, your LCS uh, whenever you can. And joining me this week, I've got Kendall. Oh, hello. Yes. Sorry, I talked before I was introduced. That's fine. Uh, uh, everyone should hate Amazon enough that they jump in before the introduction um so i've got seven books here i'm going to recommend and you've got six so we'll, we'll go back and forth a little bit um which is exciting because most we haven't read most of each other's lists um so i'm excited to get some recommendations from you um i'm excited to recommend some books to you and the listeners because you know as much as uh we like people like to grumble about comics there's a lot of really cool stuff out there and it's fun to discover new books like even you know We've been doing, we've been talking about comic books since for the past 20 plus years. And it's still fun to, to find new things, you know? Oh yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, that's why we, you know, we get into this business. But the first one I want to bring up is a, a book called Noctera, um, written by Scott Snyder and artist uh, Tony S. Daniel from Image Comics. As of this recording, the issue number two just came out this past Wednesday. Um, so the premise of the book is uh, the world has kind of like this supernatural darkness has encompassed the earth. So like the theme Noctera is like combination of like nocturnal and like Terra as an earth. Um, and anything that spends, I think like so long in the darkness kind of mutates and becomes like these horrible, like shadow, like dark darkness monsters. So it's sort of a post-apocalyptic world where like light and power are the most important things, uh, like this, like the only currency that matters. And there's like pockets of like safety throughout America. So that you follow um, was essentially a trucker, which they, they like basically convoy uh, across the States, um, you know, to get from one safe haven to another and get supplies and whatnot. Um, so it's, it's like this post-apocalyptic apocalyptic darkness universe. And it's kind of really cool. The, the main protagonist, was born blind and before the apocalypse happened, like they kind of had their eyesight restored. So they're, the worst of the world kind of sees the, kind of now sees the way they used to when they were young. So they have like a mild advantage that way. Um, but, you know, since we're only in issue two, like we're kind of just starting off on like, you know, we just kind of had the inciting incident for uh, the current adventure uh, that we're going to be on. Um, I don't know, this book's, one of the more uh, one of the books I like the most that's come out recently. Um, I actually got a, a special experience with since we're a retailer. Uh, Image invited uh, us out, us and like other retailers to like a, a a Zoom meeting with the creators, so we could do like a Q and A. Um, so I got to talk to Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel about the title, um, and they you know that was really cool. One of the things that I took away from that, uh, a question I got to ask them was like, if they had an end game or like a, a, a final goal in mind for like the story, um, 
uh, from the get-go. Uh, they do, which to me is always great. As much fun as it is, like read a comic book for forever. Um, I do like stories that have a conclusion because so often, more often than not, it seems like things just kind of peter out. Um, and they do have, I think they were saying they're like three or four issues in advance, like they already have in the can. So there shouldn't be any kind of delays or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really cool series. I don't want to say too much more about it without getting into spoiler territory. Um, but yeah, Noctera, one of the, one of the books I'd recommend now, again, from Image Comics. Cool. I, I recognize both of their names. They both worked on Batman, right? Did they work on Batman together? Yeah, I think they, they in, in talking to them, they met on Batman. I don't think uh, Tony Daniel did the art for, because uh, I think it was mostly Greg Capullo's run with Scott Snyder. But Scott Snyder's written like a million books. Uh, most recently, his big profile when he just got off was like the sequel to Death Metal, um, which those I didn't particularly care for, but like he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of work under his belt. And Tony S. Daniel has a lot of, lot as well, but I know they met at DC. Cool. Yeah, that's like, that's probably really exciting for like fans of those creators to like see them. Yeah. And then talking to them, the reason they, they wanted, they've been working for something to work together on because again, they met at, at DC um, and they decided, you know, they found out they had a lot of the same interests and stuff in comics. So this one's really kind of a passion project for them. It's something that they've been, an idea they'd been kicking around for a while and they just kind of both left their big contracts with their so now they can do more creator own stuff. Um, so they, this is definitely something that they have been wanting to do. Um, and the art is really good in it. Um, the darkness and stuff, like there's a lot of really cool lighting effects. Uh, one, of the, one of the variant covers is the main cover, but glow in the dark and it's really neat. That's awesome. Yeah, there, there's a lot of cool stuff with it. Um, I, like I said, I, I would highly check it, I recommend checking it out. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, hopefully, so going into this, I, I mean, uh, I don't have every book that you wanted to talk about memorized, but um, I, I'm pretty sure neither of us have any Marvel or DC books we're talking about, right? Yeah, and we didn't intentionally like leave anything out or like be like, oh, you know, let's just only recommend non, non-big two books. It's just, they don't have anything like new that's like exciting in my opinion. Not to say that yeah. stuff they are putting out is bad, but like, you know, it's like, oh, we just got another Silk book. So it's just like another superhero <laughs> Spider-Man. Con- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, What's there to talk about with nonstop Spider-Man? It's just a Spider-Man book again. <laughs> you know, not to say you can't enjoy it. Like I, I get yeah. Marvel books, you know, but. but I'm hoping that um, maybe some uh, diehard Batman fans who haven't, you know, dipped their toes in any waters besides Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they'll give this a try, you know? I don't yeah. see why you wouldn't if you've really enjoyed their work. Yeah, it's just, it's, 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 it's almost got like a superhero feel to it as well. I, I would say it's much more of a sci-fi thing, at least right now. I mean, again, it's only two issues in, so it is easy to catch up on. Uh, I know for a fact we have, you know, copies of, of issue one and two available, uh, both at our uh, Hamilton Mall store. And I know I just transferred uh, some to the Summers Point store, which should be opening soon. 
Did uh, do you guys have any of that uh, glow in the dark? I do have. I stood. Uh, we got those ones came later. Like something like that happened with Berserker, where like the foil covers like were they were always planned to be released later. I'm assuming they just took like a they, because of the manufacturing. Um, and usually the glow in the dark stuff's kind of lame, but something about this one, the way it, it the way they picked the parts where it's glowing, because the cover is the main character, but she's holding the flare. But the way the glow in the dark stuff lights up is like his, it's only the parts where like the light from the flare touches. So it like the effect looks really cool. That's rad. I'm actually gonna look it up right now. And maybe all your listeners should too. Yeah. Um, because yeah. That sounds cool. Sounds interesting. Yeah, check it Definitely, out. Definitely uh, the most interested I've been in anything with uh, Scott Snyder's name on it. Not to diss him. I just like. Listen, I like I liked his Batman run. I never finished it just because at the end of the day, it's Batman. And like superheroes won't fundamentally change. Yeah, I don't think they will. Yeah. But anyway, um, let's move on to our, our next recommendation here which is uh, going to be your first one here, Kendall. Oh, my first one? Gosh, yeah. I should put... I figured we'd go back and forth. Some kind of order. Um, Let's just get this out of the way and talk about Ultra Mega. Yeah. Um, this is one of the few ones that uh, we both have read. So yeah. I'll let you discuss it, but it also comes with my stamp of recommendation as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, please feel free to, to chime in. Um, So... Ultra Mega, very, uh, very, you know, like Kaiju Ultraman inspired book, but like very unlike any of those influences. Yeah. The thing I liked about it is like, oh, I was like, what well, the main character like looks like Ultraman. I was like, all right, they fight giant monsters or whatever. But when I actually sat down and read it, I was like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting at all. No, it's not like. Yeah, it's it's not like if you're reading like the Marvel Ultraman comic. It's it's nothing like that. Um have you read the series Rumble that came out like oh time is hard. Six, yeah. seven years ago? No, I haven't. It's really cool. Um, same writer, I'm pretty sure. Um I probably should have researched that first. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Um but yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, like, an interesting, like, take on all that. It's, it's, uh, there's a little afterward in the back where he talks about, like, all of his influences and, like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, like, Evil Dead and B-movies. It's like, you can definitely, like, see all that in there. Yeah. It's, like, really weird. It's really gory. It's like really cosmic. It has way more of like a horror element than I was expecting. Yeah, it's really rad. Um, again, that one's by Image Comics. I know there's only issue one so far. What's cool about issue one is it is a complete story with a beginning, middle, and end, and like a character arc. And like, so even if you decide you don't want to keep going on, you will get a complete uh, story. I will say the status quo at the end of it has got me really excited for the next issue. I'm stoked to see what uh yeah. what goes down. I yeah. was not expecting the it's yeah, it, it's hard to talk about, but um wasn't expecting the ending. Um but it was really cool. Yeah, and this is one of the few things uh 
uh, everyone that works at the store who's read it has also liked it and we almost never agree on everything really um, yeah becca liked it this is super not what i thought she would be into um i think greg also read it and liked it um so yeah i i w- it was a pleasant surprise i'm glad i picked it up because it's kind of a last minute decision for me oh yeah no i've had my eye on this one for a while um yeah my original like thing was like well it just looks like an ultraman ripoff i'm like we're getting a lot of giant like monster books right now so i was like eh and then I like slipping through. I was like, "All right, you know, maybe I'll sit down and read this." And I was like, "Oh man, this is really good." I I kind of hope that this book doesn't get lost. So like right now, there seems to be like, and it's like really odd, especially like for me because it's like a genre I like have loved almost my entire life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like to see like Tokusatsu like kind of breaking into american comics like all very quickly um and like at the same time kind of yeah there is a lot of tokusatsu comics like in the back of something i just saw that dark horse is putting out like a a, like kaiju inspired mini series no there's there's a bunch of them i mean we don't order all of them just because there's so many comic books Um, but i some i have noticed that there's just like a lot going on right now like and that's not even just like there's Godzilla books, there's Marvel's been doing Ultraman, like there's like a lot of original stuff like Ultra Mega, there's a uh, Jenny Zero, uh, Giga, um, there's more I'm not remembering offhand. Yeah, but Radiant Black. Yeah, Radiant um, Black, um, which is okay if you want to check that out. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I think this one stands out uh, amongst the rest of them. Um, at least in my opinion at the moment. Um, I, some of those new ones haven't come out yet or I haven't read them, so I can't speak to those yet. But Ultra Mega was a, a surprise that I, a very pleasant surprise, just in this fact that I enjoy, enjoyed it. And that's not very, it's kind of in a very unpleasant world in a good way. Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, you should, and and it's a series I actually need to go back and try to, hunt down the trades of and, and finish because like you know for whatever reason i think like the store i was getting it at shut down but for whatever reason i i did not finish rumble um mm-hmm. but yeah you should definitely check that out it's like it's like it's like your sword and sorcery sorcery fantasy type story but again with that like horror element you know yeah and that's always cool for sure the next thing i got on my list is uh geiger it just started this uh past wednesday um again by dc a dc team jeff johns and gary frank they did the uh they're the writer and artist respectively on doomsday clock um but geiger is kind of another post-apocalyptic thing where it's like uh, sort of like Fallout, like it's post-nuclear wasteland America. Um, and there's, uh, if you follow like the main character, like the, the titular character, like if you see on the cover, like he looks like a, a glowing skeleton man, is like sort of this like legendary mythical figure in their world now, kind of an I am legend situation where he's like the one man who like walks around, can walk around in the atmosphere without like a hazmat suit 
and like he kind of keeps people away from like boulder uh yeah i think from boulder colorado like that's where like his family like lived um but anyway like there's like a mad king in las vegas like that's become like all the different themed casinos like have their own like insane like little kingdoms and crime bosses and they're the one like little kid is like now king and is being like really petulant and like try is going to try to make a name for himself by killing this guy um so it's implied he's got all kinds of powers but we have we've barely seen what they did that they are yet what's exciting is like everyone treats him like a mythical monster but we find out he's just like this regular guy uh who's protecting his family who are like sealed away in a bunker from before the uh, before the bombs dropped like he acts like kind of a normal dude when he's not putting on the facade of being like this like horrific monster um so it's kind of it's interesting again it's just the first issue so it's really just kind of setting up the main story but i'm very intrigued in, in following it and i love the covers for it uh the standard cover is like an atomic bomb but it's got like a skull in it like you know the, in the mushroom cloud uh, which i think is really cool and stands out on it like visually striking on the shelf Awesome. Yeah, I I, uh, I found it interesting that uh, Jeff Johns was doing a, a creator-owned series. Yeah, I know a lot of these people, even though they're like big in, um, you know, one or the other uh, in Marvel or DC, um, they tend to but usually want to do their own series as well. Isn't he like, he's more than just like being big, right? He, uh, isn't he like in charge of DC or something? He's been in charge of various DC things. Um, I don't know if he still is. Um, but as far as I know, like mostly the exclusive, the Bill Willingham told me once the exclusive, like exclusivity contracts that they sign usually just means you don't work for the other guy. Like he, his, like he was under exclusive stuff for DC when he was doing Fables, but he's still doing things with other publishers as long as it's not Marvel. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I just put the list of things we were going to talk about up on the screen here. Cool. Make this go a little bit easier. So that's all I've got to say about Geiger. Like I said, it's one issue. So it's, it's pretty, I'm pretty excited to check out the rest of it. Yeah. It sounds, sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I hadn't really looked into it too much, um, but I did see, you know, it was like uh, from the team who, brought you the doomsday clock which i didn't read any of but i mean jeff johns has written some of my favorite dc books in modern yeah years. he wrote the, he, he wrote the teen titans run that i was in love with oh man it was so good and then it, he stopped writing and it got so bad yeah but i i loved that series i loved his green lantern run which at least that got to have a proper conclusion mm. um because i think by that point he had enough like pull uh at dc um but yeah, I, I and Gary Frank's a really good artist. I'm I'm really excited to see where the story goes in that one, which is what you want in like a monthly series. Yeah, for sure. All right. Any more about Geiger? No, I think that's it for me for now. Um, if you want to move on to the next one. Cool. Yeah, let's talk about uh Orphan and the Five Beasts. Uh put out by Dark Horse Comics and uh Written and illustrated by uh, James Stoko, who yeah. is an artist I've, uh, not that I pick up every single thing he puts out, but 
I a lot of his stuff is like incredible, and this is seems to be up that same alley. Yeah, this issue is my first James Stokoe uh, comic I've ever read. And I texted you right after. I was like, wow, because I knew you were you would read it and wanted to talk about it in this one. I was like, wow, Wolf in the Five Beasts is really good. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's like a set kind of in like a, maybe a sim like a like an Eastern like fantasy world, maybe. Um, a nondescript fantasy world, but it seems to be very like. It's you like know, it's like medievalish Japan. Yeah, it's like a martial arts story. But yeah, I don't think it's any supposed to be any particularly like real historical like pl- time or place. Yeah, but it has that like feel. Yeah, um, and yeah, basically, um, you know, in this world, there was a, you know, without spoiling the entire comic. Um, it's just the first issue is out right now, but uh, it's the the main character, the orphan. Um, it's her quest to, you know, basically clean up a, a mess that her uh, her masters kind of left her, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like earn her place serving under him you know i don't know if that explained it too well or didn't yeah anything. So, like, so like yeah the, the the story is is her master's dying and uh he had made some deal with like these spirits long ago to like he taught them each an aspect of like their martial art to like defeat you know like an ancient warlord um so on the condition that they would come back and basically like surrender that stuff but then they never showed up um so they're they turn into like essentially like he called that they're called beasts but we haven't seen what they look like yet um and they're just basically uh rampaging so it, it falls to the the student to to fix the master's wrongs as like his dying wish so it kind of yeah first beast at the end of the first issue i wasn't sure if that's a beast or not but it's definitely like it it's wild, whatever <laughs> um it's not something i was expecting but it's awesome it's insane I'm kind of hoping it's not a beast just because now we don't encounter one like right away. I want a little more build up to him. Um, but yeah, I, I it's really cool. The art is so good. Oh yeah, James Stoker is amazing. I don't know how I've not read anything this person's done before. He's done um so I picked him up. Uh I picked up his series Orc Stain that uh I think Image put out a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Um which is just like a really like wild and like pretty like realized like look at like this race of orcs that he created um, and just like wild and insane. He did uh, some licensed stuff with Godzilla, uh, the half century war, which uh, each issue is like a different decade in like Godzilla lore and it doesn't follow like the chronology the chronology of the movies. Um is it like, half century like to celebrate when Godzilla turned 50? Oh crud, probably. Yeah. I just I just thought of that right now because I know it, I know he's more than 50 years old now. Yeah, I mean probably I it was very close to that, if not for that. 
Mm-hmm. But um, each issue like focuses on a different monster and the main character is like a, you know, just a soldier with a vendetta against Godzilla. It's pretty cool, worth checking out. He did, uh, Marvel did this like 100th anniversary or like 1,000th, and it was like a fake anniversary series or something. And it was just all these like different one shots of like what they expect there. And I put that in quotation marks because we know these characters will be the same forever, but what they expect those characters to be like in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he did the Avengers one shot, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it's just, he's a wild dude and worth checking out. Yeah, it's definitely not like anything I've, I think that I have on shelves right now. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of like, like Kung Fu or action or just, I don't know. I mean, I think just it's worth picking up just to look at it at, at regardless of what whether you like the story or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I even got like Avatar The Last Airbender vibes from it. I can it's see that. more mature than that. Um, yeah, it's definitely not all ages like uh, Avatar is, but. Uh, I mean. I mean, there's oh, some violence in it. Subjective. I don't know. Yeah. Give it to your 13-year-old. What's the worst I could have? I mean, yeah, 13's fine. I wouldn't give it to a four-year-old. Uh, do they even know what they're seeing? No, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me. Full disclosure, neither of us have children. Um, but yeah, Orphan the Five Beasts. Uh, again, uh, so now we're going to be out of the territory where uh, we've read some of the same books uh, so it's going to be all new to each other from here um this one story i, I the next one i'm going to recommend stray dogs i was originally not going to read um because it's very like the art style is very don bluth like disney animation like style of these dogs but it's supposed to be like it's described as a lady in the tramp meets uh silence of the lambs and i was like i don't know if i want to see these like cute dogs getting like killed and whatnot um i am glad i read it um it's more, it's, I don't know if I'd say it's those two things mixed together, but it's definitely like, uh, like a mature, like murder mystery uh, right now. So what it is, it, it follows like a dog uh, who's got a new master, like, and they ha- he has like, like 12 other dogs and you get to meet them. But it turns out like, uh, they just, they're slowly uncovering that he is a serial killer and killed all of their owners and then like stole the dog um and there's like secret rooms and stuff in the house and they're sort of starting to get their memories back for some of these things and like it's two issues in and like i think it's five issues like it's going to be the the full story um so far it's really cool um like i said the art style is very much like invocative of like those innocent disney things but like the subject matter is really not that um (laughs) so yeah it's it's definitely interesting. It, it's not what I expected to be in a way that's good. Cause like, I'm like, Oh yeah. I just like, Oh man, I don't want to see these dogs get like murdered and stuff. That's not what I'm reading comics for, but that, that hasn't happened yet. Two issues in, I'm sure they're not all going to make it. Cause there's so many of them. Oh. It almost, it almost feels like someone wearing red collars. You know what I mean? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, uh, yeah, there's definitely like, yeah, I, I get that the, the, I think the Silence Lambs thing is just because of the serial killer aspect. Where, yeah, it, it, or maybe it turns out the dogs are reading into this too much, but I'm pretty sure that they're, uh, yeah, he's killing their owners and then taking the dogs. 
So uh, yeah, not it's kind of a heavy a heavy one to read, but um, if you're interested in that, it's another Image Comics book uh, written by Tony Fleeks and art by uh, Trish Fortner. Um, and the art in it's really good. Like I said, it's it's basically it's basically all dogs go to heaven, like the art style. At least for the dogs, like the humans and stuff seem a little bit more realistic, but you don't see anyone's faces because everything's from the dog's perspective, which is kind of neat. You know, it's little Muppet babies like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like even that is like a cartoon trope. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it, they may look a little kiddie. It's definitely not for kids. It sounds like it might uh, appeal to like a... a, a a different audience than you would usually find like in a comic shop. Yeah, there's no real Marvel or DC like equivalent to it. You know, yeah. which is cool. Like this comics are so different and unique. Like everything we've talked about is like a different genre so far. Except maybe like sci-fi like blends in a bit. But yeah, so that's stray dog. Again, it's some it's since it's got a mystery element, I don't want to talk about it too much without potentially ruining it. Um but yeah, if you put it into you know Google Images, you'll see what I'm talking about with the art. Um, slash look at the thumbnail to the video on the of this podcast on YouTube because it'll be on there. Um, yeah, it, it's like I said, it's gonna be five issues, so it might be something that I might you might prefer in trade. Which case, it should probably be out like June, July. Um, yeah, but, uh, and you can order that for folks when they go to the store. Right? Oh yeah, we'll definitely carry it. It's been selling really well for us, uh, which is nice. Actually, a lot of these have been selling pretty well. I know we sold out of Ultra Mega. I have to get the second printings in uh, when they come in. Um, yeah, I so yeah, so far everything because I've so far I've read all the books that are on here. They're all A plus, top notch, not top notch recommendations for me. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard of this. I mean, I haven't heard of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, there's so many comic books out there. Uh, but yeah, so Ken, let's get into, now we're getting in territory, like, I don't know what the next book you're going to bring up is going to be about, so I'm excited. Cool. So, next book I want to talk about is Pink Lemonade. Mm -hmm. um, for the people watching, here's the cover. Look how cool that is. Um, but yeah, it's um, Pink Lemonade, first issue came out. Like, time is all wacky for me right now maybe 2019 um so maybe i'm cheating a little bit by adding that to the list but it's um, fine i think issue two came it seems like there's big delays in between issues because it's two issues out so far i was looking at it earlier yeah it's it's not that there's delays it's just uh well like so, there's a there's big gaps of time between the issues yeah yeah so yeah it's all made by um like written illustrated colored by uh, nick cagnetti um and, uh, you know, as far as I know, this is probably like his biggest work. He's very, very indie uh, level cartoonist, but I feel like he's gonna blow up. Um, his work is like really, really cool. Um, Pink Lemonade is a motorcycle riding um, woman with amnesia who has a bunch of like really surreal adventures. Mm -hmm. um, I get Madman vibes from it, which Madman's my favorite. And so I, I love this. Um, 
issue three is about to come out pretty soon. Um, you can get it all online from It's Alive Press. Yeah, it's a those, um, publisher. But yeah, it's um, it's just like fun and lighthearted, but like you you scratch the the surface a bit, and there's like it's like oh, there's like maybe something else going on here. Like uh, who Pink Lemonade is is still a bit of a mystery. We don't really know why she uh, why she's riding around America on her motorcycle. Um, is she like writing what went what was gone wrong, like kind of things? No, she just strolls into town and yeah, she'll stand up to to bullies. Um, second issue sees her uh, meet Ron Radical, who's a very like Rob Liefeld type character. Mm -hmm. um, but he's like stuck in the uh, in this like contract with like a movie studio that he can't get out of and. All he really wants to do is paint. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's a gentle, gentler soul than uh, the movie studio would like to let on. So Pink Lemonade helps him out. Um, yeah, it's fun, interesting. Um, not really a superhero comic, but like flavors of that for sure. Just a splash of a superhero splash of superhero in your pink lemonade yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. cool yeah the art looks really cool on it worth uh worth checking out for sure sure um the next book i was gonna bring up is uh jana and the impossible monsters uh written uh by chris and laura samney and you know chris samney does the the art for it from uh, oni press as of this recording there's only one issue out um it follows like a, a, an older sister who's looking for her younger sister, Jana, who's like lost in this like world full of monsters and stuff. Um, they're just kind of going from, she's going from town to town, like looking for hints of her sister. Um, I get Avatar-esque vibes from this too. I know we invoked that earlier, but it kind of like, I guess maybe more like Kipo and Age of the Wonder Beasts vibe just with more people. Um, we're just like the monsters in the world are just like really weird giant alterations of like monsters like animals we know um, and just it's interesting seeing like this fantasy world kind of like sparsely habited by like nomadic humans because these monsters are just unstoppable um, everyone believes her sister's dead she believes that she is uh, obviously since it's the title character of the book we know she's going to be a fine um, but you know, it's just the first issue and it's setting up this like little adventure with like some little band of likable characters. Um, it's got kind of the, the DuckTales formula that I said, it's always simple. Just if you get it right, you know, it, it works where it's likable characters on fun adventures and I'm excited to see where it goes. I also love Chris Samney's art. Um, that run on Daredevil was so good. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, one of my all time favorite comic book runs, the Wade Samney run on, on Daredevil. Um, but yeah, so uh, like I said, it's, it's one issue, so it's hard to again, I don't want to get into too much detail, um, just because uh, you know, I want to keep some of it a surprise for you, but like it looks really cool. I'm a big fan of uh, monsters and monster designs, and uh, the impossible monsters look like a lot of fun. I can't wait to see where it starts, stuff starts kicking off. I'm sure once John and her sister get together, um, that's when it'll like really start cooking with gas. 
But yeah, it seems like they're going to have to go on like a bit of a globe trotting adventure, which is where I get the Avatar vibe from. Yeah, is it set in like a like fantasy world like Avatar? Or is it? Yeah, it's set in the fantasy world. I don't think it's supposed to be Earth. I mean, it might be. We might do like a Planet of the Apes thing and realize it was Earth all along, but it, it does. It doesn't seem like the first issue. Like it's interested in that being the case. Cool. I'm down with that. Yeah, Chris Samney, I feel like he does a lot of like cover art, right? Like yeah. He, he's, he doesn't do too many interiors unless I just am not paying attention, which is I not the one who works at the com comic book store. But. I haven't seen, I haven't noticed him doing like an ongoing in a while. Yeah. Um, which is exciting because I do like his stuff. And, you know, if he's in a position where he only does, and he's obviously writing it with his, his, with his wife. Um, so it's obviously something, you know, it's a family affair now. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's really exciting. Uh, I mean, you work on comic books with your wife, so I assume, you know, you have to have some sort of creative spark between the two of you. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Um, look at them, paving the way for the, for the unknown couples. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the title even sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, you might. I think you might dig it. Um, like you specifically, not just you, the listener. Yeah, stinking listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely something I'm interested in checking out. Cool. Uh, and the next, the book you were going to bring up next is uh, one I unfortunately slept on, and I really regret. Wake up! Yeah. No, I also slept on this too until a. Uh, certain reprise uh, surprise reveal caught my attention yeah issue three i was flipping through it and i uh i sent it to you in text message i was like i think you're going to want to get this book so if you want to <laughs> explain it to uh the listeners all right so this one also maybe bends the rules a little bit who knows um there are five issues out a tr first trade's about to come out but we're talking about crossover um by uh, Donnie Cates. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't know who drew this. Jeff Shaw. Um, but yeah, it's a, whew, it's a very high concept, like interesting book. Um, basic story is uh, your typical comic book summer event crossover uh, rips into our reality. Um, so now there are comic book characters just running around the real world. Um, and the real world, believe it or not, does not, they're not happy about any of this. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like political and religious tension regarding the arrival of the, the comic book characters um, to the point where like, you know, maybe at the beginning of issue two, your favorite comic book writer gets brutally murdered in their hotel room or something. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty wild um, and a very interesting concept. Um, yeah, because isn't it like every comic book character that ever existed is in it? Like, and like when they first cross over, like it destroys Denver, like the event. Yeah, so they like put a dome over that and try to contain all of the comic book characters in Denver. Um, and our main character, uh, Ellie, she works at a 
comic book store um, and some stuff goes down and she uh, she's trying to get to the bottom of the mystery. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty high concept thing and like they're they don't like they're not like they're it's like the comic books you know are there too it's not just like oh yeah they 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 talk about superman a bit but like what part of what the big reveal was is uh you know your favorite character you mentioned earlier in the podcast shows up um, I know in some of the alternate covers, because it's an image book, like Spawn and some of those kinds of guys are on the covers. Oh, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, aren't in it yet. Um, but, like, yeah, I, one of the things that, like, makes me wish I saw is, like, well, there's an upcoming cover, because you mentioned comic book writers getting killed and stuff. Uh, there's, like, a missing posters with, like, uh, with Chip Zdarsky and, like, stuff on it. Nice. Um, who's one of my, you know, favorite uh, comic book creators right now. Uh, he will show up later on this list. Um, yeah, it seems really cool. I like that the comic book characters in this comic book have like that dot, that like dot matrix printer style where like they're, they're colored by dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually really neat and it helps differentiate like them from the, the comic book versions of like supposed to be the real world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, a, it's yeah. a cool concept. I was just thinking it was a, it was tough to, it's, it's kind of tough to get across in the first issue, like the first cover and like the name. So I think that's why I, I think if I knew more about it going into it, I would have been there at the beginning. Um, but by the time I was, I realized what it was, I was like, I couldn't get issue one anymore. So I'm just going to, I'm going to pick up the trade when that comes out soon. Cause I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Uh, Cause isn't it like, there's like a little girl that like escaped the quarantine, a little yeah. comic book girl and like, they're trying to get her yeah. back. Right. Yeah. They're trying to figure out like, how she got out um, because a very special superhero um, help, helps her get out. And uh, so, yeah, they're trying to figure out how to get in because uh, Ellie's parents are supposedly trapped in the dome with the comic book characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm curious about that. And like, it kind of does I, I do think it is realistic that like the world would that would suck if all of those characters like okay. exist like for sure about like a superhero universe like that's a nightmare to live in <laughs> what do you mean you don't like, want uh... like galactus just shows up and is going to eat your planet like every day is like some world ending event yeah what, what's like, happening like, like living in right now it's raining venom symbiotes yeah it's raining venom dragons and like the whole world's getting the whole world's constantly getting taken over like they've gone through like secret wars where the reality is all ripped apart like <laughs> and put back together yeah do normal people remember that i don't know does j jonah jameson just like oh god yesterday i was <laughs> yesterday i was a pirate for some reason because Dr. Doom got the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't think those worlds would be fun to live in unless I don't even think it'd be that fun to be like Spider Man swinging around. So you got to fight like monsters and like mad, crazy people that want to like murder you all the time every day. Yeah. And it has to be like every day if we're supposed to take 
every issue as like a part of his life right yeah like, like your, your life is miserable yeah it's yeah. just like a never-ending no one stays in jail or dead um yeah. yeah crossover does like and it's like the people's like reactions like you got the an uh, a westboro baptist church adjacent you know religious group who like is like you know the comic book stores are selling the devil's scripture and like they're protesting and yeah it gets wild i'm stoked for you to read it yeah i'm i'm really i really want to sit down and read it so yeah. that'll that'll happen soon hopefully you know we translate that a little bit to the listeners next book i was going to bring up was is the the bequest um by written by Tim Seeley and uh, drawn by Freddie Williams uh, II from Aftershock Comics. Only first issues out so far, um, but people who know me know I love D and D. So there's a magical D and D realm uh, that's like adjacent to our own, and some magic item. There's like a portal in I think they're in Cleveland, um, and like the like the big bat that you know the big evil bad guy. Uh, from like a D&D campaign like has moved into our you know the the normal mundane realm uh, and is bringing like brought like magical weapons and stuff he brought a bunch of dragon blood and turned it into drugs so he's like starting like to, to build like using like gangs and stuff and like human weaponry to build an army to reinvade uh, his realm um, so there's like a, a, a the party in like their D&D game uh, is kind of like tasked with going to the real world and like stopping him um which it sounds very basic but like at the end of the day you're getting neo-nazis powered by dragons uh and like using magic wands and stuff like you know and like gang wars was like kind of interesting um i love freddie williams's art uh, he did his most high profile thing you guys might know is uh he did all the batman ninja turtles books um, oh. but he, he's done a lot of other really cool stuff i so far, the premise is really cool. Um, this episode is mostly like, or the first issue is mostly about just like kind of getting everyone where they need to be to start the story proper. Um, and what's fun is like, I love it when comics do this stuff is like in the back is like fifth edition character sheets of all the characters. Oh, that's so awesome. So if you want to play as them, you can. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah. So it's got, you know, dragons, you got gangs, uh, you got fantasy realms, you've got like, regular crime and stuff so the the new the fantasy characters now have been exiled here so they need to just like learn to blend in it's like you know they have to do the mr spock thing like cover the elf ears and stuff um so i i don't know i'm excited i think it's going to be really cool um it's at least something a little more different at least compared to some of the other stuff on this list like you know that's a pretty standard 80s fantasy trope where like they get sent to the real world like you know regular earth because yeah. it's cheaper to record like the masters of the universe it's just like masters of the universe except there's no pink <laughs> cadillac yet but you know the characters like the main character our main like hero characters like are all kind of like like uh kind of like chaotic neutral where they're really looking out for themselves they're not necessarily bad like evil like bad guys but they're definitely not heroic so there's at least that interesting dynamic as well i'm like all right like they're more like merc, like mercenary groups, um, like a mercenary group. So I'm like, I'm excited to check it out. Um, Cause yeah, it starts off with like, they're going to like, they're, you know, they're raiding a dungeon. 
they're gonna go fight this dragon and that's where like this portal is and like they find out he's like hooked up to like all of these like ivs and stuff that are draining his blood and he's supposed to be like the most dangerous one of the most dangerous monsters in their world and it's like killed like it's essentially dead like to begin with um so yeah i i i'm excited for the next issue like that's what I have, I have a, there's a couple of things, I, I, a couple of criteria I go for buying comics. Uh, am I excited for the next issue and do I want to own it forever? And everything I brought up in this episode, like falls into that, you know, those two hits, those two check marks and boxes, you know? So there's a lot of really good books I don't necessarily like follow, but I'm going to, this is going to be one that I follow. You yeah, know? that's, sounds cool. And t- Tim Seeley, he's the hack slash guy. Yeah. He's most famous for hack slash. Yeah, that's uh, I slept on Hack Slash and, and regretted it. So yeah, Hack Slash seemed really cool. I also did that, but by the time I like was on my radar, I was like fifty issues in. Oh yeah, maybe that's that. that's a pretty big series, which is cool though. I know he's done other things too. Just not I, the only the, the big one I know of is Hack Slash, but I know I see his name around. For sure, that sounds that sounds cool, especially like, you know. Because of this pandemic, I've been playing probably way too much D and um, Oh man, I've been playing three games like simultaneously. Oh god, I wish I was only playing three games. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know what you're gonna do. There's not a real world to live in, so. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well reject your reality and substitute your own. Yeah, for sure. But cool. Yeah, it sounds a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of fun. By the way. Yeah, you might like it. Check it out. Yeah, I haven't heard of it until right now, so I will. Cool. Ready to talk about... Yeah, man, bring it up. Rain Like Hammers? Rain Like Hammers. Rain Like Hammers by Brandon Graham. Um, Rain Like Hammers is really hard for me to describe. Um there are three issues out. I've only read the first two because I'm there's a, a, an entire city is between me and my comic book store. So, you know, I make it out every month, maybe I'm sure they hate me there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Rain like hammers. Um, first two issues seem to be in uh, completely unrelated stories. Um, not sure if that will continue um but the first one kind of yeah follows just like oh an almost really it 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 follows a, a character who's obviously like dealing with some kind of depression um and it's like him going through like his mundane life, but in this like fantastic, like futuristic world. Um, but then at the end, something happens, which, you know, seems like it gives him some kind some kind of feeling of purpose. Um, but yeah, then the issue ends and the next uh next issue is just kind of like a undercover like bounty hunter like slash search and rescue story that's like on a different world so yeah i don't know i don't know if issue three is yet another different story none of these 
None of the plots seem to have concluded. Right. Um, so it's not like an anthology series where each it's a, each issue is a self-contained one. You think it's all going to like they're all going to meet up at some point? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I have no no idea. But it's good um, though, right? Yeah, it's really good. Um, Brandon Graham um, is, I mean, like I'll I'll pick up pretty much anything he puts out. Um, he uh, King City was his first real big series, um, at least that I I know about. Mm -hmm. um, have Have you read that? At all? Have you read any Brandon Graham? No. What else has he done? He's done a uh, multiple Warheads which is like a image series, um, but it started as a cover your ears kids. It started as like a, a porn comic, but like he like turned it into some crazy sci-fi adventure comic. Um, it's really weird and wild. And he's like really good at like building like worlds for for like his characters to inhabit um also like i say it's like all oh, these like sci-fi stories but like a lot of things i read from him are also like kind of love stories too mm -hmm. he's uh yeah he's uh i don't know he's a really good artist it's like very manga influenced, um, like Tokyo Pop put out King City for a while before that company went under. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, what else is he? Did did you pick up that Island anthology series that came out a couple years ago? It's just called Island? Yeah, Image put it out. He was like the curator of that. Mm -hmm. And he did a multiple warhead story in there. I might recognize him if I if I looked at his art, but I, you know me in names, I can't. I don't remember him. Yeah, I, I feel like you would have to. Um, what else is it? I don't know. I can't think of those are his two big thing or three big things: Island, multiple warheads, and King City. Um, so all those are worth checking out. Um, the multiple warheads collections are pretty pretty safe you know they're mature but like they're not you know the, his whole uh start in porn comics was because they're like as long as you draw you know as long as you draw a couple pages of porn you can do whatever you want and when he was starting out that's how he uh sorry guys foot in the door yeah. All right. We, we all got to get our start somewhere. Yeah. Worth checking out. Um, I'm excited to see if these stories tie together and rain like hammers or if they're self-contained, that's cool too. It's just like pretty weird and maybe abrupt endings um, if they do end up being all self-contained. But maybe the ending of the story is not the point. Yeah. Maybe. But we'll see. That's cool. I'm definitely, I'm always interested in more off the beaten path stuff, and you're pretty good at uh, helping me find that stuff. Um, kind of the complete opposite of what you're talking about. Uh, 
another book I've been reading is uh, Spectre Inspectors. Um, so it's like a group of uh, like very young adults. I think they're just out of high school, maybe beginning of college. Uh, they're doing like a ghost adventures, like YouTube channel called Spectre Inspectors. Right. Uh, and they're, they're investigating this like town that has like, it's known for its hauntings. Um, and like, they're not finding anything. There's a, there's debate in the group where like, hey, maybe we should fake stuff so we can get views. And the one, one, the main person's like really against the integrity of that. Um, but then it turns out the place they're investigating really is haunted. And the one person, the, the one member of the group gets possessed by a demon. Uh, so the demon's holding that person hostage uh, until the rest of the group investigates like the rest of the town and kind of helps them uh, uncover what their name was so they can be released from this curse that they're in. Um, it's really like, it's really cute and fun. It's got like a Scooby-Doo-esque vibe in that it's like a group of five, you know, young adults investigating stuff. But this time the ghosts are real. So two, two issues have come out and they've done like a couple of like different investigations around the town. And it's fun because it's like a mystery you're learning along with the characters and the characters all have these like a different uh, inter group dynamics and stuff. Uh, I don't know. So far, it's really fun. You know me, I'm a sucker for, for ghost stories. Um, I love the supernatural. So again, goes back into me liking monsters and stuff. Um, also, just that title really like jumped out at me. Like, oh, I got to check this out because that's a really good title for uh, like ghost like ghost investigators. Yeah, for sure. Um, written uh, by Bowen uh, McCurdy and Caitlin. Uh, it's Caitlin Musto and it's drawn by Bowen McCurdy. And it's put out by Boom. I should mention that as well um, in case you want to find it. But we still have a bunch of copies at the store. What's nice is the B, what's cool is the B covers are like uh they're all like old school like pulp fit like pulp trade paper like pulp paperback covers, which is pretty cool. Um, but I prefer the the main covers just because I like the I like Bo McCurdy's art a lot. It's that like right kind of like realistically proportioned, but cartoony enough that you can like kind of get away with like a lot of the supernatural elements and it still feels fine. Like I like I like I like a slightly cartoony look in my comics. Like I like bold lines and and you know bright you know solid color like you know saturated colors and stuff. Yeah, I don't need things to be, nor do I want things to be super realistic. I mean, it depends on the story because the and the other book I'm going to bring up is going to it deals with a more gritty look in it, but it, it's because of that's going to be a horror comic uh, when we get to that one. Gotcha. So this one. Um... It's boom, so it's like all, all ages, would you say? This one's all ages. I mean, boom does put out stuff that's not all ages. Um, but yeah, most of their their things are most of their things can be enjoyed by anybody, which is always nice. Um, boom puts out a lot of really quality books. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I know you're a Power Rangers guy. That's like their big book now. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah, that's that's what I like about Boom. Like even their like licensed stuff. Um, same goes for IDW. Like, just like high quality. You know, they're not they're not just like phoning it in. Yeah. And letting the license sell it. They're they're like working for it. So, yeah, I'm sure this you know creator and series just like meets the same quality standards. Yeah, and like almost everything from Boom is like, I don't think I'm sure I'm sure someone in the comments will point to a million like Boom books that suck, but almost everything like I experienced from them, 
is at least is at least good if it's not you know like necessarily like my cup of tea i can still recognize like the, the quality of it um but yeah that they're a company beyond the the look out for i think they're going to really be they're beyond the point where i would call them up and coming but you know they're not like at the level of like image and dark horse and stuff yet yeah i mean keep putting out cool series yeah i i would i would definitely if you booms a, a company boom studios is a company you don't pay attention to um check out their their catalog they've got some really cool stuff in there Specter Inspectors. That really is a great name, too. I know. I'm so mad because I'll never come up with a name as good as that. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to our next? Uh... Yeah, to to our last couple of books here. Yeah. Um. Last one I wanted to talk about. It's um very untraditional and maybe even calling it a comic book is a little it's like pushing it uh, a bit anyway it's called the the marsh noir march march noir march noir library the marsh noir library mm -hmm. um and yeah basically um it's a full complete thing i don't think there will be any more of it um but it um, it follows a superhero who kind of traverses the dream world, um, and the opening pages are kind of like a, right out of like a you know Marvel Marvel handbook. Like mm -hmm. they introduce the, the character, her her allies, her family. Um, introduces her enemies uh, with just like bios. And then the rest of the book is just um, kind of like uh, something you would get out of a, a previews catalog. Okay. It's just like, here's like an image, which, you know, would be the cover of the story. And then like a story bio and then you flip the page and it's on to the next adventure. So it kind of leaves a lot up to the reader. Like you fill in the blanks with your imagination. Okay. Um, I think his name's Alex Degan, A. Degan. Yeah, so he was credited as A. Degan when I- uh, I'm pretty sure his first him. name is Alex. But anyway, yeah, he's put. he puts out a bunch of interesting comics um but what what stands about out about him is he doesn't use any dialogue really yeah so like he lets the kind of lets the images tell the story it's like he literally lets them speak for themselves yeah the image and the reader's like imagination tell the story um that's really cool and this is kind of that like taken to the extreme because at least with his other work, you're getting, you still have panels and things and like you follow the action. Mm -hmm. But this, this is different because it does have like, tells you what the basic plot is, but all you get is that cover image and then it's on to the next adventure. 
okay that's cool yeah. that's different because this is this isn't like a yeah it's, a, it's not like a comic it's like a more like an ogn like an original graphic novel that was published so it's not like a comic series yeah it's not a series yeah yeah um i think uh some of his uh some of his graphic novels were originally published as like mini comics, mm -hmm. I believe. But uh, but yeah, this one is just a just a graphic novel. Okay, so like, what kind of like adventures happen in it? Like, it's not just superhero stuff. Yeah, definitely not. Um, let's let's go to. Oh well, I guess this isn't. Uh, this doesn't help the. Uh, people who are only listening but yeah um like yeah you'll just like pop to a random page and you know it's like oh what's happening here here's the here's the cover and it's like uh marshnoir attempts at marshnoir attempts to infiltrate the labyrinth world of menace and intrude intrude to rescue her kidnapped sister can she survive this world of masks and machinations where assassins kill assassins in an infinite game of violence? What is that? I don't know. Let's find out. You, it's whatever it is, it's in your head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So everyone who like reads this book, read, yeah, I guess you are reading it still. Um, but it's more like an experience rather than like a story being told to you yeah exactly well, that's cool that's different yeah for sure um probably one of my uh favorite just like random comics i've i've gotten in a in a while that's cool um last book i was going to bring up uh is the silver coin uh from chip sudarsky with the art by michael walsh um the first issue of that has also just come out um so I didn't realize it's going to be an anthology book. Um, I because the I, the description for the first issue I thought was going to be like the premise for the series, but it's still I mean, that's cool. I think that I'm, I'm down for that. So I guess what the series is going to follow this uh, like a cursed item called you know it's a silver coin. Um, so it's a the first issue is a, a, a about a guitarist who's like in like a, I guess it's the the 70s because like disco is taking over so like rocks kind of like on its way out but he's like kind of like in a struggling band he still lives at home um they're trying to make it big um but you know his mom like left their family and like they're going through his stuff and they found this silver coin in it and he ended up having to use it as a pick um and then you know when he starts playing with it like he cut his finger and like blood now he's like really good at playing guitar and it, it's it seems it's got like a twilight zone-esque thing where like kind of give into your desires and like you know uh where it's like you kind of it's it's sort of like a, a monkey's paw situation uh where like his story is ultimately over by the end of it and then it looks like the next issue takes place in a different time period with someone else with the coin so it's a little bit like the mask in that regard um interesting but like it starts a lot like grittier and like grimier but like it's because it's it's going for more like that atmospheric tone but it's really cool. Um, I think the idea of like that being like the silver coin being the main character and like going to different people and stories. It looks like the next issue, like 
might be more of like a Jason-esque like slasher kind of story because it takes place in the 80s. And like they kind of show you like little snippets of it at the end. Um, it looks like, you know, it's in the woods and like there's like a killer in it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. And I'm a big fan of Chip Zdarsky. Um, so I definitely want to want to follow up on this one um, and see how it goes, you know? Yeah, no, that sounds rad. Um, I, I also like the idea of the, the silver coin being like the one connecting thread through all these. Yeah, it really opens you up like storytelling, uh, you know, for storytelling possibilities. Because you can also always have it like, oh, maybe it has like their souls and they can all cross over at some point. But like, you know, like you're not bound by like proximity or time. Like it might just be like, and we don't know anything about it. It's got like, it looks like it's got like an eyeball that opens up on it. So it's obviously like very much implied that some kind of supernatural thing, but maybe it's a space alien. I don't know. Like they, they could go basically anywhere with it. And like, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, for sure. That's a, a, a very interesting way to like tell, and who knows how it will, if it, if and how it will eventually, you know, tie together. But because it does, yeah, it doesn't have to. I would be satisfied with it just as long as the stories continue to be interesting. Yeah, that's like a cool way to tell those anthology style horror stories. Yeah, and, and I like, you know, I, you know, we're both big fans of anthology stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I know there was a bunch of other books I wanted to like just give like an honorable mention to, but I didn't have enough to say about them uh, to bring up here. Proctor Valley Road by Grant Morrison's really cool. I really like Witch Blood so far. Um, Berserker is that new Keanu Reeves book just started. Um, let's see, I've got my list here. Magic the Gathering just got a new book. Um, and then Homesick Pilots is another book that looks really cool that I slept on. Yeah. Home, homesick pilots is pretty cool i when you were talking about uh specter inspectors i was like how did i forget to talk about that book <laughs> oh yeah we can talk about homes i haven't read homesick uh pilots it's a it's a book like crossover i just kind of missed out on yeah it's uh it's one of the books i'm having level up hold for me so mm -hmm. actually way behind on it um, yeah but yeah homesick pilots um takes place in like the like grunge era like 90s mm -hmm. um, and follows a band called homesick pilots uh though they don't really get to be a band for for too long because you know one of them goes into a haunted house on a dare and then is seemingly forever changed in supernatural ways um but yeah Real cool book. Um, so it's another one I know Becca loves. Sorry, I forgot about it. No, it's okay. Becca wanted me to at least give it a shout out. I just didn't get a chance to read it. She also really likes that book. That's cool. I'm glad she likes it. That's another, is that a Boom one or is that one Image? Maybe it is Boom. Let's see, it seems like Boom or Image. Like almost everything we talked about today is Image. Um, they put out a lot of the, the kinds of comics that I'm interested in because they put out just a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they're big enough that they can get like top tier creators, you know, telling the stories that they want to do. Yeah. And I feel like they take, uh, a lot of like chances in that, like, uh, ultra mega, the first issue of that, I feel like we didn't say, 
the first issue i don't know exactly how many pages oh yeah it's like oversized yeah yeah it's a thick book um there um rain like hammers is another thick one um it's probably like 48 pages um they do the same thing with headlopper uh which is a cool fantasy you know I can't have headlapper around me because I, I always get head knockers stuck in my head every time I see it <laughs> from Foreigner. It's pretty cool. You should uh, check it out. Yeah. I know um, Greg likes it. Yeah, it's it's really rad. I, you know, I haven't read very many, I haven't read any like Conan comics, I don't think. Uh, but it's... Uh, It's very much like Conan, but what I imagine that to be, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's like sword and sandal kind of yeah. thing. Beefy swordsman carries around the severed head of an immortal witch, and everyone wants this witch. Everybody in this world wants this head, so mm -hmm. he gains allies and enemies because of which agatha okay so it's like you know yeah didn't talk about that there's so many good comics yeah and honestly i want to get recommendations so if you know if there's any you like please let us know um either email us or uh comment on it wherever you see this podcast being posted um because i'm I, I know we missed out on a ton it's just you know i i, I only wanted to, i only felt comfortable ringing up the ones that like i've personally read um, you know, I don't want to just sit here and just read you the solicitations because that doesn't give you anything good. Is there uh, anything on the, you've seen on the shelf that you haven't gotten to read? You know, besides what what we've already talked about. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I guess I have the advantage that you know I basically live in a comic book store. Um, that if there's something I'm really interested in, just at least kind of seeing, I can. Um, but yeah, I. I I just there's a couple you know i only have so many hours like i i like i remember flipping through like you know for example crossover i mentioned i slept on that um i flipped through the first issue i was like yeah i kind of was like all right i get it and then i just moved on and then all these really cool things happened and i was like well i missed the boat on that one so, you know i can't it, wait for you to read it yeah i'm excited for the trade i i think that's going to be a really good one that's another one where like sales wise i think people it, it started selling a lot better after issue like two and three came out i think that's a word of mouth book um kind of same thing happened with homesick pilots too honestly uh because i can't get number one or two back in stock which is why i haven't read it oh dang but yeah i, I hopefully you know uh, some of these ones like uh geiger and uh noctara and ultra mega are like the three i'd recommend the most out of this list followed by orphan uh and the five beasts um I'm I'm really excited to check out James Stoko. Like, yeah, I kind of want to go back and check out their Godzilla and stuff like that. Oh man, God, Half Century War, read it. Everyone should read it. It's like one of my favorite like Godzilla stories, like movies included. Okay, it's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, the uh, and if anyone feels like they've missed the boat, I know like 
I mean, there's a lot of these things like I are still reorderable. I looked, I looked at them uh, before we did the podcast, and I can get most of them if I don't already have them. Yeah, and if Scott can get them, probably your your local, local comic store can get them as well. Yeah. Um, and, and when trades come out, like I know Image is really good about making volume ones like super affordable. Yeah, they usually their number ones for ongoing series are nine ninety nine. Some of them, they're not always that, but they usually are. They try to make an effort to make the, to get the introductory volume like in people's hands, you know, which as a fan, I enjoy because I'm more likely to try something I don't normally try. As a retailer, I enjoy because it's easy to recommend stuff like, oh, here's the beginning. It's 9.99 is a good, uh, for trade paperback is like a good deal because you get a lot of comic for 10 bucks. Um, and I assume as a creator, I would also like that. So people, my, my books are easier to get out in people's hands and more people are willing to try my stories. So that's a good deal all around. And if Image can do it, there's no excuse. Like, there's no reason Marvel books need to be like $25, $30 for five issues. Yeah, that's wild to me. Yeah. Because, um, like, is that more than getting them as yep. floppies? Yeah, their books are usually at least the same price. Because it used to be they would be cheaper for the trade, but you'd have to wait, like, so much longer to read the story if you go went that route. But it saved you money in the long run. Well, you know, they don't do that anymore. This I mean, I think I think that was a pre-Disney thing that had been going on, but oh yeah. I just I'm sure, like, I'm sure I Disney just didn't help. The downfall of all creative endeavors. Yeah, um, them buying up everything is a whole problem unto itself because now they have no reason to take any risks or try new things. For sure, which is why I'm glad. You know, because, and like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I come off as like really aggressive, like, oh, I hate Marvel. I hate DC. Um, it comes from a place of love. You're, you're frustrated that creatively, it seems like, I, I speak for myself, it seems that they're creatively not bankrupt, but like creatively stagnant because they're so tied to their IPs. And they do both put out books that are worth reading. And some of my favorite books of all time have come from dc um fables sandman granted they're mostly vertigo but like they still you know that's still books that they publish you know um so I, and there's books from them i like i'm speaking of chip sadarsky uh coming out soon is uh he read uh was it last was it last year or two years ago spider-man life story came out it's my favorite marvel book that they've done in forever um where it's spider-man's history kind of retold where like he actually grows up instead of like staying like a kid for like decades um and it's really good um he's about to do another mini series over there um i love miss marvel um it sucks that that just ended like you know the most recent howard the duck book was a great um yeah, they, yeah they, that was awesome they, they they do put out good books it's just it's, it's they're they're big stuff like i'm so like excess like they're so events driven that it drives me crazy as as a fan and as a retailer or it's just like they're always hyping the next big thing like before king and black was even over they're like here we go heroes are born and uh the new x-men crossover like reign of x and hellfire gala and all this other crap it's just like it's just like it's never ending deluge of stuff and i only get a couple of books from them but they're constantly interrupted by events like i really been liking the new fantastic four series but like I don't care about King and Black. I don't care about War of the Realms. Why do I have to keep reading about this with my characters that I want to read? 
Yeah. Yeah. And like, even, even without that, like, I feel like we're very much like past the days where like a writer gets on a book and like they tell their story and like they can end that without worrying about like setting the next writer up for like to have like a clean slate and like all their all their tour like you know it's very much like all right, here's the creative team for the book. They get to do all the cool stuff they want, but like at the end of the day, the toys have to go back in the toy box. Yeah, and that's not to say there's not creative runs where they're allowed to have their own stamp. Like Tanahasi Coates definitely has his own stamp on Black Panther. We mentioned uh, Mark Wade having his one on um, on Daredevil earlier. Like it, it does still happen. Scott Snyder on his, his run on Batman. Jeff Johns his run on Green Lantern and. Teen Titans to a lesser extent, like but the stuff does still happen. But yeah, you're like at the end of the day, like those characters have to continue on, like being those characters. Yeah, which, which is, is why, like, like yeah, like the old the way I like to explain, just the older I get, like my taste change. I like these kinds of books we're recommending more, where it's definitely more of like a creators. Like, they're making this to tell the story that they want to tell, rather than be like kind of like work for hire. Yeah, and yeah. They're not just like their their job is to like tell an engaging story and not so much to like keep an an intellectual property relevant. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check it out. Um, definitely recommend us anything cool. Yeah, I'm I'm. T- and- this is going to be a segment I think we're going to probably do every couple of months where we'll talk about some of the new books that came out and are exciting because like, this is the part where it makes me like excited again to be like a comic book fan, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to like, I know like we can't, I, you and I especially come off really like down on the big two. <laughs> um, but like, cause I've had people be like, when was the last time you even liked a comic book? I'm like, I like comic books. I just don't care about Marvel and DC cause they're always going to revert back to their most marketable form. Just like I'm a big Spider-Man guy, but I get really frustrated. Like he's always backsliding, like character growth-wise, and it's just like, ugh. yeah, and, it's, and like, yeah. it's fine. Like, yeah, I get it. That could be cool stuff, but like, eventually it gets old, and like, I don't. Know, I'll never understand people who have like always every month without stop for like decades, you know, buying the same book. Um, not that but, there's anything but, wrong with that. Not like, that there's anything wrong yeah. with that. I uh, just don't get it. Um, especially when it like changes hands so much and is always going back to the status quo. Um, I mean, yeah, that's definitely. What you like, that's yeah. what you like. Yeah, definitely. Especially like there's, I especially in superhero books like from Marvel and DC. It seems like it's so rarely like you get like those big long runs. Like I love, like you know me, I love the Wade Waringo run on Fantastic Four. I might like that better than Lee and Kirby, uh, in certain ways. But like, oh, here come the comments. Yeah, it, <laughs> but you know, like Scott Snyder had a really nice run on Batman. Like it's so, like where you can definitely like tell like he got a chance to like really play and like make its own stamp on that. Like I, I, I still like those books when they're like that and they're able to do their own thing. Like even more recently, like up until Bendis took over the Superman titles, I loved those Superman and action comics books in the Rebirth era. 
um, I'm not a big Bendis fan. And then he immediately took over when he took over, he got rid of John and all the things I liked about uh, Superman as a dad. But like, that's like an angle I really liked with the character. Like it was the one thing you needed to make him like much more relatable, you know? And like a thing that like, oh, I don't get why you would get rid of that because like how much Superman is there where he's not a dad? I know. And then like they get to explore this, like it's like finally exploring something new with Superman. And then like, man, he's gone. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, there's, there's like, because we can do a whole episode where I can recommend you Marvel or DC books all day long because there's a lot of great stuff in there. And a lot of that, like, again, I think we it, the criticism comes out of a place of love where it's like, I, I really like this stuff and I want it to be better than it is. Um, but, you, gotta, you know, I understand these companies are walking a fine line because I also like work in a comic store and I, I always say, you know, I'm including myself in this, but comic fans aren't happy unless they're the complaining. It's like whenever they try to do something new, I know there's always like a vocal backlash. Like I, I get that, which is why I find a lot, I, I find a lot more satisfying stories outside of Marvel and DC. And the next time we do this, if there's Marvel and DC books to recommend, I will. We weren't specifically excluding them to be like, hold sticking our nose up at, at the you know at the mainstream comics. I mean, I consider Image mainstream. Like we talked about, like ten main, like you know. Oh yeah, a bunch of. I mean, at, the, books, at this so. point, they're like. Yeah, they're like the next biggest. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they put out cool stuff, and like they let creators be creators, and I think that's awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah. they put out The Walking Dead, which is like the next was which was the next big like superhero like prop like multimedia property, you know. Yeah, for sure. They're they're. they're comic book invincible just started which i loved that book when that was coming out um oh yeah have you watched that yet no i haven't I we're going off on a huge tangent <laughs> we, we we can um so right now we're doing like a sister series where uh called level up watches harry's doing harry's doing the falcon winter soldier series i'm thinking about maybe doing invincible after that if you'd like to join me for it that'd be fun i i'm um, down to talk you know talk about that each week granted, i i loved that comic it was still, you and I both were so into that when that was yeah, but you know um, if, like if you want an alternative superhero story, even though that one's not like new, if the show's half as good as the comic was, um, watch the, like you can get that experience from the show, and like uh, you know if we're talking superhero shows, like I also highly recommend Doom Patrol. I want more people to watch it so I can talk about it. Yeah, I gotta watch it still. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's tons of great stuff out there, and we'll 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 come back and talk about it more. I'll try to bring on some more uh, some other voices as well. No offense, Kendall, but you know. oh yeah, cut, please. We we all we other all people read, come talk to Scott. We all we all uh, we all read different things and have different you know have different uh, opinions, and it's funny because I think you and I have a lot of overlap, but like we barely read any of the same books we talked about today. Like, yeah, like, like only sure. two of them. Um, which is exciting. Yeah, I because I, that means there's stuff I like, that I would probably like that I have not read. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just had a, a weird flashback of me. What's that? In level up. Mm -hmm. I was working uh free comic book day. Yeah. And this uh young couple comes in in like 
I, I forget if they were in Stranger Things cosplay or just have like a Stranger Things t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And I remember like putting Paper Girls, the first hardcover Paper Girls in like the kids, the one kid's hand. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, oh, you Stranger Things. How do you feel about that? You're wearing a t-shirt. I assume you love it and you think it's amazing, right? Yeah. And he was like so excited. He was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you got to read this. You got to read this. And definitely came across as a madman. Um, that's okay. You like madman. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm wondering if I just uh, Scared did that for however long we've been recording here. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm just desensitized to it. <laughs> but uh i think so i don't know i hopefully you know we gave people something to think about and uh you know yeah, hopefully they check out even just one of these um, yeah, if any of them sounded interesting like yeah you don't have to get that whole list like we we, uh, we recommend some wildly different books from each other so yeah and i feel like like depending where you're coming from like you know if, if you read more mainstream you know superhero stuff maybe just try you know ultra mega or crossover you know from from the books i i'd recommend it yeah and from ones i recommended i would say like Noctara and geiger are probably the easiest trans transition from quote-unquote mainstream comics to these yeah and then if you're if you're looking for something just like really really weird like get on that rain like hammers and try the march noir marsh noir library and if you're looking for something a little bit more uh in the horror genre stray dogs and silver coins the way to go you know and if you're just looking for some different and kick-ass uh orphan the five beasts is really cool and very yeah. different from everything else that we talked about today oh, yeah gosh like I, I if you came in the store to talk to me about any of this stuff i'd be very excited uh, <laughs> to talk to you about any of it uh versus like if he came in and like what's going on with venom i'm like i don't care you know yeah, what if what if you want to come into the store and talk to you about uh force awakens oh i mean does anyone still care about star wars anymore i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i kid uh we might be doing a star wars podcast episode soon uh i got yeah, it i'll talk about uh yeah the ewok movies <laughs> Hey, one of our new hires loves those movies. I remember renting them on tape. Yeah. Before Phantom Menace. That was your extra Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, fun. so if, yeah, if anyone's got cool comic recommendations, please let us know. If there's something you think we should carry that we don't, again, let us know and we'll take a look at it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely you know, more interested in, well, I'm always interested in, in finding cool new off the beaten path comics. Um, I'm gonna try to experiment with some some of this kind more of this kind of stuff in our new location in Summers Point, which I don't know if it's gonna be open by the time you hear this recording, but it'll definitely be open by uh, April first or not April. It is April, whatever the next month, May first. It'll definitely be open by then. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll end it here. Um, thank you for joining me, Kendall. Uh, you and your wife make a comic book uh, that we also carry. I assume we would, we would both recommend that. Uh, where can people find you guys on the internet? Uh, hop on Instagram and follow us over at Star Savior Bonnie. Um, 
which is our magical girl series that we uh pop out mm -hmm. and uh yeah we're also right now we're working on a short story for uh, an anthology called artery that's put out by the indie comic union so pop over the, to their instagram and give them a follow as well cool uh as usual you can follow us uh we're Level Up Entertainment on basically everything. Go to levelupentertainment.com for all the collated stuff. Um, you know, listen to the podcast. Please subscribe and share. That's the main way we, we get more people to listen to us. Um, uh, we're going to be opening up our second location in Summers Point soon, um, which that's going to be really excited. I'm really excited to get that off the ground. Um, you know, follow us at levelupentertainment.com for up to the minute information on that. Um, but that'll do us for this episode. Uh, thank Kendall for joining me. Thank you for listening. And until next time, be safe. Mm -hmm.